It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the first Locked On Panthers after the Senior Bowl. Bill Rossetti back with you guys here after my travel home was certainly fun. Drove to New Orleans from Mobile, then from New Orleans to Charlotte and Charlotte to PA. Just got back a little while ago today. Uh, back, back at it, ready to talk about the Senior Bowl a little bit as the days go on. Certainly the Super Bowl, but one thing I do want to touch on today: it is Monday, so I wanted to try to talk a little bit of mock draft Monday as. Draft Network has another mock draft out. Trevor Sikkim, I had the honors this time. It was the first one with trades. So curious how that went. I'll be checking it out with you guys here talking about the Panthers pick. But before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to a new sponsor here at the Locked on Panthers podcast. And we're very excited to have them here. They're actually with all the Carolina podcasts here. So you can find them. Uh, with the Hornets and with the Carolina Hurricanes as well. Their Queen City Beauty Group, which offers transformational skincare services in Charlotte, North Carolina for anyone with skin. Owner operator Nichelle Mosley is a 2018 and 2019 National Award winning skin specialist. She is a sought-after advisor on multiple professional peer-to-peer platforms. She has developed her own skincare line and invented an exfoliating mitt for everyday use. She is booked as a speaker at five conferences in 2020 so far. She specializes in treating diverse skin tones with life-changing results. So we got Queen City Group provides professional results-oriented treatments and educates their clients on how to maintain continued results, and they take pride in exceeding clients' expectations. Queen City Beauty Group is moving to a new location January 31st and will finally be opening the calendar to new customers. Queen City Beauty Group offers international award-winning treatments for acne age management, hyperpigmentation, or which is uneven skin tone, skin tags, milia, sagging skin, fine lines and wrinkles, rosacea, sun damage, and body contouring. And the Queen City Beauty Group is a boutique spa with only custom services. Every treatment is customized to the individual client's specific skin condition. And Queen City Beauty Group is here to help you with Valentine's Day, which is coming up very soon. You can get your special someone something they will actually thank you for. Queen City Beauty Group's Queen City Beauty Group's Valentine's Day special, which is exclusive just to you Locked On Podcast listeners, is only $79 and includes consultation and an amazing custom treatment with Nichelle at Queen City Beauty Group, a $50 gift certificate for a future visit, or you can gift it to somebody else, and a gift from Queen City Beauty Group. So, 
Queen City Beauty Group offers monthly memberships, 20% savings, and individual appointments as well. So book the Valentine's special today, only $79, and this is a $215 value. And again, this package includes consultation and custom treatment with Nichelle, $50 gift certificate, and a gift from Queen City Beauty Group. So just go to Queen's... QueenCityBeautyGroup.com, book the Valentine's special, and type locked on in the comments section of the appointment form. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And with that, let's talk about some mock draft, or specifically Trevor Sikama's mock draft. Again, he, this was the first one he did or the first one from the Draft Network that actually includes trades. Because remember, now the TDN Premium is out. You can make trades in the mock draft machine. And sure enough, the Panthers are involved in the first trade. So here we go. It's time to get fun. Trevor's first mock with trades has the Carolina Panthers trading up to number three. So in a trade with the Detroit Lions to select Tua Tungavailoa at number three overall. Trevor writes, first mock draft with trades. This is exciting. And then he writes in all capital letters and in italics, I said this is exciting. Thank you. That's better. The Carolina Panthers have a new owner, a new head coach, a new offensive coordinator, and a new hierarchy of decision-making. I have to believe a new quarterback is next. There has been too much change at the top for me to envision. Cam Newton still being the guy all of them believe in. It just seems like the plan in Carolina has been a hard reset. Everything we know about owner David Tepper tells us he could get aggressive in this draft for a quarterback. It may be tough to outbid teams like the Dolphins and Chargers to move up to number three. And Carolina has to know it can't let Tua get to number five. But if the price isn't outrageous... They'll likely pay a handful of day two picks to get a quarterback that completes their reset. So there you go. Trevor right now thinks the Panthers are trading up for Tua. And this is obviously very interesting. We've talked about the possibility of the Panthers taking a quarterback in this draft, whether that's Justin Herbert at number seven or whether that's Jalen Hurts in the second round. But we haven't really talked about the possibility of Tua because, I mean, let's face it, we're all kind of in the mindset now that Tua is going to end up with the Miami Dolphins. And like Trevor said, it is going to be tough to outbid teams like the Dolphins and Chargers because obviously the Dolphins have a lot of ammo. And, you know, we know the Chargers are going to be in the market. In fact, just before I jumped on here to start recording, uh, the report came out from Jay Glazer that the Chargers are going to move on 
from Philip Rivers. So it's going to be weird, but Philip Rivers, because I imagine he's still going to play, but Philip Rivers will will be in a different uniform in 2020. So he's he'll be gone after 16 seasons with the Chargers franchise. Obviously, a huge bulk of them in San Diego. We know the story of uh, he just moved to Florida, and now the speculation will ramp up. Where does Phillip Rivers go? And then, of course, what do the Chargers do at quarterback? Right now, the starter is Tyrod Taylor, but you have to imagine they'll certainly be in the market. You know, Justin Herbert could definitely be a possibility for them, but... um, this trade is is certainly intriguing, and if we look at the uh, the trade value chart, again, obviously it's kind of uh, a little outdated because this was about you know 25 years ago, but we could still kind of use it as sort of like a baseline. And if we look at the trade chart, uh, Detroit's pick at number three is worth. Uh, 2,200 points, while the Panthers pick at number 7 is worth 1,500 points. So there's a 700-point difference there. So ultimately, uh, their second-round pick at number 38 is worth 520, and then their third-round pick is worth 245. So in all likelihood, because again, the Panthers only have their seven original picks. So for this trade to happen, in all likelihood, it, it would require the Panthers to give up both their second and their third round picks, or maybe uh, their second this year and maybe a second next year to move up from seven to three if they were to get to a, uh, you know, for the record, if they are using this uh, this trade chart, if uh, if we look at the other picks ahead of the Panthers, the Giants pick at number four is worth eighteen hundred. So that would really only require maybe just their third round pick to move up from seven to four, and then obviously the Dolphins at five, sitting at seventeen hundred, and the Chargers at six at sixteen hundred. And again, those teams have more ammo. We a lot of discussion obviously on the pan, on the uh, Dolphins, excuse me, as a potential trade partner with the Lions at number 3 and if we look at their picks, again, they have three picks in the first round and at 1700 points at number 5, there's only a 500 point difference. You know, so they could get away, you know, even if they want to sweeten the deal a little bit. Miami can offer number 5 and number 26 to the Lions to move up from 5 to 3. You know, even if, you know, a regular trade might be number 5 and then number 39, their second round pick, that's a that's a little over 500 points. That would be an even swap if they do 5 and 39. But again, they could sweeten the deal and instead of 5 and 39, they can go 5 and 26 to the Lions to move up those two spots. So the Dolphins, again, obviously have a lot of ammo that the Panthers do not. And then a team like the Chargers, they're sitting at number six, which is worth 1,600 points. So there's a 600-point gap that has to be made up. And they right now only have their uh, seven original picks. Again, keep in mind, we aren't factoring in compensatory picks yet, which some of these teams might get. The Panthers aren't projected to get any. Let's 
put that out right now. The, the Panthers are likely going to stick with their seven original, but as of now, the Chargers have their seven picks. They could go... They could maybe go the same route as the Panthers if they want to, if they want to go their second and their third. Their second round pick is worth 530 points. Their third round pick is 235. So they can even go, say, their second and their fourth if we're just using this trade chart. That would be a pretty even trade. The Chargers' second round pick and their fourth round pick to move up from six to three. If they uh, if they want to move up for a quarterback, so it just goes to show that the Panthers are obviously in a lot of competition if they want to trade up for a quarterback, and that's why the Lions are in a really good position because they know that these teams probably want to move up for a quarterback, and they can use that to their advantage. So these trades that we just talked about are probably just baseline offers. The Lions will probably end up getting something more if a trade does end up going down. But I think, uh, especially for the Chargers and Panthers, they definitely feel like they have to move up because if Detroit stays where they are, the Giants typically have stayed where they are. I should say Dave Gettleman typically stays where he is when he runs a draft. So if, if the Lions stay put and, and say they take Jeffrey Okuda and then the Giants stay put, well, then we can all but lock in Tua to the Dolphins at number five. And then that puts the Chargers in a good position to get a quarterback if they want, if they want to, say, take Justin Herbert. So that really puts a lot of pressure on the Panthers, if they really covet one of these guys, either Justin Herbert or Tua, if they really covet one of those two, if I, I think we've pretty much talked ourselves into the fact that they have to move up to to get one of those guys. Because, again, I, I feel strongly that if Tua is there at five, the Dolphins are going to race to the podium. And then if that were to be the case, then the, the Chargers almost have to consider Justin Herbert because I believe after seeing him over the last few days at the senior bowl, you know, he came into the senior bowl as a likely top 10, top 15 pick. I think he's locked himself in to the top 10 with his performance at the senior bowl. He was clearly the best one there. Uh, do I think he should have won MVP at the senior bowl? Not necessarily. I thought they were going to give that to somebody like Anthony Gordon, who uh, threw a couple touchdown passes and uh, his team actually won the, the, uh, the senior bowl, whereas Justin Herbert was on the losing team and only threw the one touchdown pass. But uh, the, the fact of the matter remains that um, I believe that Justin Herbert locked himself into the into the number or not the number one pick. Although there are people that will tell you that Justin Herbert isn't play for the number one pick for the Cincinnati Bengals. And wouldn't that be something if they take Herbert and all of a sudden Joe Burrow is available there at number two. And then the Redskins could be sitting on the goal line if they want to trade that pick versus uh, taking Chase Young. So a lot of factors in play here, but I do believe Justin Herbert has locked himself into the top 10. But just in terms of just two in general with the Carolina Panthers, obviously it would be an intriguing fit. Um, we've seen 
we've obviously seen what Tua is. He's a great arm, uh, you know, great handle of of offenses. The big knock, obviously, is the hip injury. How how is he going to recover from it? the The word is that he will be ready by the scouting combine. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he actually throws at the combine or if he's just going to wait until his pro day. But if he gets over those hip issues, then we know Tua is a is a really good is going to be a really good quarterback. I mean, look at the and again. It just goes to show how things change quite a bit when it comes to these early mock drafts and you know going through the college season. But once upon a time, remember Tua Tungavailoa was considered to be the number one overall pick. Because we also thought the Miami Dolphins were in the tank for that number one pick, you know. Obviously, little did we know that Joe Burrow would come to into the 2019 season and throw 60 touchdown passes and lead LSU to one of the greatest seasons we've ever seen. All but assuring himself now of being the number one overall pick in the draft, but it would certainly be so Cincinnati Bengals if. They were to fall in love. And, and I tell you what, you know, and again, this could be coach speak, but the couple of times that I talked to Zach Taylor at the Senior Bowl, especially one time in particular, he raved a little bit on Justin Herbert. I, I asked Zach about, uh, you know, the, the offense's ability to, uh, you know, to retain all this knowledge. And I asked him about, you know, just how the practices were throughout the week. And he told me on Thursday that he thought Thursday was their best practice, and he thought the quarterbacks really shined. And he specifically said Justin Herbert as a, as a guy he thought looked really good. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, again, they, they didn't have Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow declined to go to the Senior Bowl, but for good reason. But it gave the Bengals a chance to look at some of these other these other quarterbacks, namely uh, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, and uh, Steven Montez. But really interesting, you know, there's definitely a bunch of wild cards. You know, again, I still think Joe Burrow's the pick, but there's going to be people out there now that will, excuse me, that will tell you that Justin Herbert is, is right there in play. So a lot to fac- factor in, but you know, going back to what they said earlier, there was a time that Tua was thought to be the number one pick. Obviously, he's still thought to be a top pick. I mean, the way the buzz still feels like he's going to go top five. You know, if he's there at five, the Dolphins are likely going to swipe him up. You know, and now we have this possibility that Trevor brought up of the Panthers trading up for Tua, or maybe they could trade up for Justin Herbert. But Tua in this offense, I think, would be really intriguing. He'd obviously have a lot of playmakers. Guys like uh, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and, and the likes. You just have to, and of course Christian McCaffrey. You would just obviously have to sure up that offensive line. You know, make sure that's good to go, especially with a guy like Tua. If you're concerned about the injury, and I think I think this new coaching staff is probably aware that tweaks need to be made on the offensive line, but. You know, if they do end up going Tua, then that would certainly be, and, um, you know, Trevor made a note of it as well, this would just be another one of those, uh, another one of those moves of David Tepper 
just putting his stamp on this football team, showing that he's basically running things around here and he really wants to be involved in the football side of things. And, you know, nothing says uh, making a big move like trading up for a guy like Tua in really what's going to be your first draft. Because if I remember, you know, Tepper wasn't here, if I remember correctly, for this first draft. And then obviously new coaching staff. So it's just really hard to gauge right now in the middle of January. Well, end of January. Uh, actually, February starts later this week, crazy enough. But it's just hard to gauge here, just coming out of the Senior Bowl, what the Panthers' plans are with this new coaching staff. Speaking of coaching staff, uh, just want to make a couple notes on that, too, because there was a little bit of news over the weekend with, uh, in fact, a little bit of news today as far as uh, coaching goes. Field Yates over the weekend reported uh, two new hires for the Carolina Panthers. Pat Meyer will be the offensive line coach. He spent the last three years as the offensive line coach of the Green Bay Packers. And Jason Simmons, or I'm, I'm sorry, excuse me, Pat Meyer spent the last three years as the Chargers offensive line coach. My apologies, but it's Jason Simmons who was with the Packers, spent last season as their defensive backs coach, and then he's had multiple job titles with the Panthers, or with the Packers, excuse me. He's been a defensive assistant, he's worked with special teams, but. Uh, like I said, Pat Myers, so that's a correction. Pat Myers with the Chargers for the last three years, but he will be brought over as the offensive line coach, and Jason Simmons will be the defensive backs coach. And then we found out earlier today that uh, you know, no no new coaching. We're you know, we're talking about a coach that's still on staff, but will be in a new role, and that's Jake Peets. He'll be moving from running backs coach two quarterbacks coach and then a guy that you know we kind of saw his name and looks like it's pretty much going to be done brian angelicio if i'm saying that right who was who spent last season as the redskins tight ends coach will now be the panthers tight ends coach so a bunch of changes there with the uh with the carolina staff uh so a little bit of an update there uh, before before we kind of wrap things up here, uh, shout out to our friends over our old buddies over at BlueChew.com where you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed with BlueChew.com. Blue like the color blue that brings you the same chewable with or the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. And Bluetooth is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They are made in the USA, and since Bluetooth prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. So right now, we've got a special deal for you listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code LOCKEDON. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W dot 
Amazon.com, promo code locked on. Try it for free. Just pay $5 in shipping. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And again, shout outs to our new friends over at Queen City Beauty Group. Go check them out for their special Valentine's Day offer for if you have a loved one out there. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. But overall, and I, you know, we'll take a minute too, real quick. We'll run through all of uh, Trevor's, the rest of Trevor's, uh, or at least the, t- the top of their. Their, uh, their, his mock draft. Excuse me, I'm stumbling over my words a little bit here. I don't know what's going on. Maybe, maybe I still have jet lag. I don't know. I just got off the, I just got off the the plane about three hours ago. Maybe, maybe the jet lag's getting to me. But Trevor's mock draft. He did one round, but again, it was with trades. And I really like his uh, his write up. On the Bengals pick. He said with the first pick, Bengals take Joe Burrow, quarterback LSU, and he just simply writes, Yep, period. That's it. I like that. I mean, again, at this point, at least if you ask me, Burrow is still the number one pick. And same with number two. I think the Redskins are going to go Chase Young at number two. And then again, he has the Panthers trading up to number three to take Tua. Giants taking Jedrick Wills, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. And then he still has the Dolphins taking a quarterback. Doesn't get Tua. They don't get Tua, but they still land Justin Herbert. And I think the Dolphins would still be pretty good with that. So then all the court... All the top three quarterbacks would be off the board for the Chargers. So... Trevor's giving them Tristan Wirfs in this mock, the offensive tackle out of Iowa. And then trading down to seven, the Lions get Derek Brown, which would be a very nice haul for the Lions. If they were to trade down to number seven, which again would likely mean a couple extra day two picks. Because again, if we're looking at that trade value chart, the Panthers would likely have to ship out their picks in the second and the third round because then that would create even value or that would basically make up the gap between their pick and the Lions pick at number three. So that would be a nice haul for the Lions if they drop down to number seven, get a couple extra picks and get Derek Brown because they really need somebody in that interior. We know Matt Patricia really loves his defense and we know at least we figure the Lions half to get somebody that will be an impact this year because Patricia and Quinn know that their jobs are on the line. 
And then just running through the rest of the top 10 Cardinals, he has taking CeeDee Lamb. Jaguars take Jeffrey Okuda. And then the Falcons take Kalevon Chason in what would be what is another trade. That's right. That would be the Falcons trading up to number 10. That pick currently held by the Cleveland Browns. So he's got the Falcons moving up for Chason. So then for the record, he has the Browns that would drop them to 16 and getting Andrew Thomas. So he has those two trades and then see if he has another trade just for the hell of it. He does actually, he's got the Colts moving up to 23 in a trade with the, uh, the new England Patriots getting, uh, Neville Gallimore. So then the Patriots drop back because then the Patriots, because then that would mean the Patriots trade out of the uh, first round because the, uh, the, the Colts, you know, they already, he already has the Colts first round pick at number, what is it? 13 getting Jordan love and then trading back into the first round. And then doesn't look like any more trades except at number 27 where he has the Buccaneers making a deal with the Seattle Seahawks to move up to 27 to take Jacob Eason, the quarterback out of Washington. So that would mean uh, at least in this mock from Trevor, five quarterbacks in the first round. Joe Burrow, Tua Tungavailoa, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, and Jacob Eason. And then that's the last one because then no quarterbacks in the last few picks. So a very intriguing mock draft to say the least. And it's always fun when it comes to Trevor because Trevor's a guy that really likes to – uh, play around a bit with these trades. He makes it fun. And, you know, Trevor's a good guy, and I got to catch up with him at this. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.